your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another show today, and we're talking all about the men's basketball team and what this roster could look like in 2022-2023 season. There are several guys, Keegan Murray, Chris Murray, Connor McCaffrey, who have to make a decision, right? Are they going to stay or gonna, are they going to go? Really, it boils down to Keegan on, and Connor. I just highly doubt Chris is really even making much of a decision at this point. But we're going to be talking about that and what this roster could look like, plus what are some of the lineup combinations we could see on next year's team. Before we get to that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And this episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. So let's get into it. Before we get to the basketball stuff, um, there was the Iowa Pro Day yesterday. Uh, as we get more information on how people tested, we'll make sure to be breaking all that down right here. We also have a special guest coming on in the next week or so to talk more about the NFL draft and where these Iowa football players are projected to go. Uh, he's a recurring guest, so you'll you'll definitely recognize him once he hopefully hops on. Um, actually, I probably get that lined up with him first to make sure he can even come on. But that is the plan, at least. That's the goal, at least, is to have him on to talk a little bit more about the NFL draft. Um, also, there is a lot of recruitment news that is going on uh, right now. Several guys who could be committing in the next couple of days, either to Iowa or Iowa targets committing elsewhere. We'll be talking about that as well. So let's get into it. Um, this roster was built to kind of to go now, right? Jordan Bohannon came back to try to help lead this team far. Now, when you look at the kind of season that Keegan Murray just had, it's pretty easy to say Keegan Murray's gone. Jordan Bohannon is out of eligibility. Finally, I don't say finally in a mean way, just it is finally he has no other eligibility left to play. So when you look at this roster, there's a lot of guys who could be returning next year. The only guy who absolutely cannot is Jordan Bohannon and Austin Ash, I believe, as well. Connor McCaffrey has a decision to make. You might be wondering what kind of decision does he have to make. I'll explain that here in a second. Keegan has a decision to make, and I would argue that it's actually a decision, not just He's going pro. Some would say Chris Murray has a decision. I would say there's probably he's probably not going pro. I'd, I'd probably give it more 1090 at this point. Um, you know, he's kind of in his brother spot where his brother was last year at this time, right? Uh, you know, a lot of potential, but hasn't hasn't really shown entirely what he could do um, as the lead guy. So let's break it down. Connor McCaffrey. Uh, some of you might be sitting there wondering, why does this matter? Why does it matter that Connor McCaffrey could or could not return? Connor McCaffrey is the lifeblood of this team. And even prior to him figuring out his three-point shot, Connor McCaffrey has been an integral part of this team, especially on the offensive side of the basketball. When Iowa needs a guy to get the ball to other people, it is Connor McCaffrey. Connor McCaffrey does a great job on the court of basically being a coach on the court, breaking down defenses 
helping get guys into position, finding the right pass. He's a phenomenal inbound passer. And defensively, he does a pretty good job as well. He can guard several different positions. Now, you might be wondering, what decision does he have to make? Well, most of you probably know Connor McCaffrey used to be a baseball player. He was projected to be a, a decent draft pick in the MLB draft. Unfortunately, hip injuries, back injuries, a lot of injuries have really derailed his, you know, kind of baseball career. He is no longer listed on the baseball roster even. I think the really the, the matter is, does Connor McCaffrey want to come back and play that role player role, or does he want to get started on his future? And his future, either and more than likely, I guess, probably holds something in the coaching realm. I think Connor McCaffrey would be a phenomenal coach. But I do think he was just hitting his stride, right? And so Fran McCaffrey talked about it. He doesn't know what Connor's going to do yet. Connor doesn't know what he's going to do yet. I think as Iowa fans, we should be more than excited to have Connor back um, if he does decide to come back. But that'll be a decision that we'll learn more about. Um, not a, oh my God, we're screwed loss, but definitely a very important figure on this team. Uh, from Connor's perspective, does he keep on a deal with the pain? And, you know, what is that worth versus the opportunity to play with his brother one more year and play under his dad for another year? Now, Keegan Murray is an interesting one. Keegan Murray, by all accounts, everyone assumes is gone, right? I, I think that's safe to say. If he were to leave, no one would bat an eye because everyone expects him to be gone. But he made some really interesting comments in the post-game press conference. He alluded to the fact that they have a lot of work to do in the offseason to get better for next year. Now, I don't want to look too much into those comments, but then I saw his dad, Kenya Murray, post and say, Keegan's not making a decision based off of money. It'll be based off his heart. That is a much different thing to look into than just his post-game comments. Because if you're looking at it and you say, what's the pros of going pro? It's the money, right? It is absolutely the money. But if it's not about money, Maybe there's a chance he returns. Maybe Keegan wants to build his legacy at Iowa. Maybe Keegan wants to take Iowa further than they've gone in multiple decades. Maybe Keegan Murray wants to win a Big Ten Player of the Year, National Player of the Year, and win the Big Ten Conference outright in the regular season. Maybe he feels like he has unfinished business. And with NIL deals, there's an opportunity where maybe Keegan Murray can get a bit more money through NIL. Not more than NBA money, but some money to account for that. Maybe he decides to actually stay. I would say it's probably more like 25, 75, him staying versus him going. But it's definitely worth noting that both his dad and Keegan have made comments that have alluded to potentially staying at the University of Iowa. Now, the comment gets brought up about Chris Murray as well. Would Chris leave or go? I cannot imagine Chris is going to leave. He is on draft radars, right? He's a, he's a clone of his brother. Him and his brother are very similar physiques they have similar attributes but different play styles and different skill sets so attributes and skill sets are different right attributes i think of jumping running that kind of stuff skill sets i think of shooting driving that kind of stuff i think chris has a lot more to learn and to grow in this iowa basketball offense i think chris has an opportunity if keegan does decide to leave chris has an opportunity to step up and be the guy next year or take another step in this upcoming season with his brother at the helm as well. If Keegan, Chris, and Connor return, there is no reason why this team should not be a top 10 team next year. 
No reason at all. I know you're missing Jordan Bohannon and his shot. But I think what you lose with Jordan Bohannon, you gain the experience of having those players back. Plus, you have Peyton Sanford who has shown the willingness to step in and has no problem popping a three whenever he has an opportunity to. Another guy to watch out for, Phil Pabracha. I don't think he's leaving, but it is worth just bringing up. Um, when I had my chat with Phil Pabracha before the season began, he came on the show and I talked to him a little bit about what what he wanted to do at Iowa. And he did say he wanted to stay at Iowa for two years if possible. That was his goal. Um, I don't think anything has changed with that. I do think it's just worth bringing up the fact that he is obviously a little bit older. Um, he does have an opportunity to probably play basketball in Europe as well. Um, but I do think he won another year in this Iowa offense. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of the potential lineups, who could be stepping into that point guard spot, who could possibly be leaving, and also talking about a commit who has decided to decommit from the University of Missouri and why he might be on Iowa's radar, and also talking some transfer talks. That's all coming up here in a few short moments. But first, I know March Madness is amazing. I love March Madness, but if you're like me, your bracket is absolutely busted. Thankfully, I've been hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pick'ems pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post their set of players, and you pick your set of players that you choose and play against them. If that sounds fun or if your bracket's busted and you want to get in on the action, sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, y'all, thank you again for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. I appreciate each and every one of you listening to the show whenever you can, making it your first listen. And you can find us wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching on Lockdown Hawkeyes. So let's get into it. We talked a little bit about the guys who potentially could leave. Now let's talk about some lineup combinations. And really, it is going to be quite interesting to see what lineup they trot out. Jordan Bohannon has been in the starting lineup for years. Without Jordan Bohannon, who takes that starting point guard role? We saw them try to do the Joe Toussaint experiment at point guard with Jordan Bohannon at the shooting guard spot. It did not work out. They moved Jordan to the one. They moved Tony P to the two. And that was a phenomenal lineup that really got Iowa kicking towards the end of the season. Tony Perkins is without a doubt going to be in that lineup. But what I think could be interesting is that towards the end of the season, we saw Tony Perkins bringing the ball up quite a lot. Now, Tony Perkins, I would not say is, a natural point guard, but he is good at distributing the ball, facilitating the offense, and he can break guys down off the dribble. That's Those are all things that do really well in March. It, do, it does really well to have a guy like that handling the basketball. But Iowa does have kind of a, a log jam at that point guard spot, especially with four-star point guard DeSante Bowen coming in, which we'll talk about a little bit here in a second. So as it stands right now, this team, as long as no one leaves, we could see Joe T at the point with Tony P at the two, P Mac at the three. If 
Keegan returns, Keegan at the four, or Chris, or Chris or Phillip at the five. So again, a lot of lot of kind of variables here. Or let's say we see Tony P at the one. We go real big. Chris at the two, P Mac at the three, Keegan at the four, Phillip at the five. Again, we don't know if Keegan's going to be there. Let's say Keegan isn't going to be there. In those lineups, it'd be Joe T, Tony P, P Mac, Chris, Phillip, or Tony P, maybe Peyton Samford, P Mac, Chris, and Phillip. You could also see a DeSante Bowen take that spot. There's just so many lineup combinations. It'll be really interesting to see what Iowa does here. And speaking of that point guard spot, I was really impressed with how Joe Toussaint played down the stretch coming off the bench. I liked Joe Toussaint coming off the bench. So that'll be really interesting as well. Does Fran want to bring him off the bench or does he want him as a starter? He's had opportunities to be the starter. I have personally preferred him coming off the bench. His defensive energy is phenomenal. Again, Tony Perkins gives you an opportunity to play that one if you need him to as well. But the problem is we don't really have a true shooting guard. Josh Dix is recovering from a gruesome injury. I cannot imagine he'll be back for the start of that season. You have a lot of length or a lot of true point guards. What gives here? And who is actually going to be taking over those point guard minutes? Aaron Uless got almost no playing time down the stretch. He basically fell out of favor in that rotation. I didn't see anything in particular that stood out to me about his play. I said, wow, Aaron's doing terrible. He definitely needs to be bent. I didn't see anything like that. But it is worth noting that he did not get hardly any playing time down the stretch. A guy who was getting a lot of minutes early on, zero minutes against Richmond, three against Purdue, three against Indiana, a DNP against Rutgers. He did get 11 against Northwestern, 13 against Illinois, 10 against Michigan. But he put up his four lowest minute totals of the entire season in his final four games after that game against Northwestern. And the three games following that, or preceding that, he had an 82 offensive rating as Northwestern with two turnovers in 11 minutes, one of three from the field. Against Illinois, a 78 offensive rating in 13 minutes, one of two from the field, and one turnover and two personal fouls. And against Michigan, he had a zero offensive rating, 0 of 1 from the field, and one turnover. That's not great. That is not ideal. Now, one of the things that was mentioned earlier in the season is that Fran does a really good job of getting those guys minutes. But does that four-game stretch allude to something? Are we seeing something that could boil over? I don't know. I thought Aaron Uless has played pretty well to to this point. Um, And it it seems like Iowa might have been just trying to ride the hot hands, right? You need Jordan Bohannon in there because of his shooting. You need Tony Perkins in there because he was playing some of his best basketball. Maybe that was the case, and then the minutes were just getting dried up. But that'll be a really interesting situation to watch because we're going to see a log jam at that point guard position with DeSante Bowen Bowen joining the program. Now, one thing I mentioned earlier was that Aiden Shaw, or I'm already spoiled now, but Aiden Shaw, a forward, a four-star top 100 guy, decommitted from Missouri after they fired their head coach. He was a guy who Iowa got in on late, but he was one of the teams that he was Iowa was considering. Did this run change his mind? We don't know yet. We have not heard anything of the fact. We haven't heard a single thing about Aiden Shaw at this point. 
the 6'7", 6'8", 190-pound small forward would make a great addition for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But again, he has officially decommitted from Missouri. There is an opportunity there, and you better believe Iowa is probably going to be looking at trying to get back in the running for him, giving them another fantastic wing player with a long wingspan who can play several positions and guard at several positions. That'll be something interesting to watch as well. Now, one of the things I've heard is, should Iowa go get a transfer player? You know, I'm going to be honest. I might say something controversial here. I do not believe they are going to actively go for a transfer portal player. I know that's the way to do things, but Fran McCaffrey is not that guy. So I don't think Iowa is going to be actively recruiting many people. They might go and try to get one big if they really don't feel well about Josh or Riley's development. But I would argue the fact that they were willing to put Josh and Riley in against Purdue says a lot more about their development than we realize. Now, Josh's offensive game definitely needs some work, but he is a guy who can bang down low, can give you a solid 10 to 12 minutes, and is willing to be physical. He also has talked about, even you know personally, about the struggles he had dealing with COVID. Pre- I, I believe it was COVID, um, but he had the diagnosis. It's probably not safe to say. I, I shouldn't be making assumptions there, but he he got the diagnosis that he may never be able to play basketball again. And so coming back from that, he has done a really good job. Riley should have been in high school, right? So how does Fran feel about those two bigs? That is going to say a lot about whether or not he wants to go in the transfer portal and try to find a guy like he did last year with Philip Abracha. Now, I think Philip Abracha is a pretty undersized five, but he did make do for most situations. Now, if it were me, I think Iowa definitely needs to get a shooting guard. It's going to be tough to get a shooting guard who's willing to come in and be a backup, but I think you definitely need a shooting guard or some combo guard who can play both the one and the two, kind of like we saw with Bakar Evelyn a couple of years ago. Iowa needs a bit more depth of a guy who can come in and play that too, doesn't need to have the ball in his hands at all time, but can make and knock down jumpers at a consistent rate. Iowa has a ton of size in that 6'8 range, but not a lot of guys who can shoot the ball at that shooting guard spot outside of Tony Perkins. So I would personally like to see them go for a shooting guard maybe or a combo guard and then maybe a big depending on how they feel about the development of Josh and Riley. Now, depending on guys leaving, if we see a Keegan leave, if we see a Keegan and a Chris leave, if we see a Keegan, Chris, Connor, Aaron leave, right? And again, these are all speculations. I don't know anything about whether these guys are going to leave. I would love for them all to stay, right? That's going to change, though, how Iowa pursues this offseason. That is, without a doubt, going to change where they go in the transfer portal, if they go in the transfer portal, and who they target in the transfer portal. So as those things happen, if they happen at all, we'll make sure to be breaking that down right here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Coming up, who can take the next step for Iowa? With Jordan Bohannon gone, with possibly Keegan gone, Who is going to step up and be that guy? We'll be talking about that here in a few short moments. But first, it is that time of year again. We have college basketball tournaments going on. We got the CBI. We got the NIT. We got March Madness with the NCAA tournament. And you can bet on all that stuff at betonline.net. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action today. BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts, y'all. So let's get into it. We've talked a lot about 
the potential lineups. We talked about guys who could be leaving, who could be filling that point guard spot. Now it's time to talk about who can take that next step and who's going to fill in for Jordan Bohannon. Let's start with Jordan Bohannon. When you think about Jordan, the biggest thing he brings is his three-point shooting ability. And I would argue it's not just his ability to shoot the three, it's his willingness to shoot at any time. It's his ability to block out everything and just go for it. When he gets hot, he gets very hot. From that regards, from that regard, it's definitely Peyton Sanford. Peyton Sanford is the guy who is ready to replace him. We saw a lot of the same kind of mantra from Jordan Bohannon. We saw that in Peyton Sanford towards the end of the season. We saw it in the Big Ten tournament as well. Ball handling duties, we talked about that at the point guard spot. I'm not as concerned with that, but we did see how the offense did function a lot better when Jordan Bohannon was the one controlling the basketball. Now, a lot of that has to do with Jordan Mohannon and him being hot. But again, that is important to note. The bigger question, though, is if Keegan leaves like we are expecting him to, who can step up? I think it really comes down to three guys in this order. Patrick McCaffrey, Chris Murray, Tony Perkins. I think those three guys could be a formidable three-headed monster that the Big Ten is not going to be able to deal with. Now, a lot of people have interesting thoughts or perception of Patrick McCaffrey. It kind of depends on who you talk about. I love Patrick McCaffrey's game. Yes, at times when he's going to the basket, he doesn't always seem like he knows exactly what the outcome is going to be. And at times he can dribble a little bit too much. But Patrick McCaffrey's athleticism is phenomenal. He's gotten a lot better defensively. He's a willing rebounder, and he, he at least has been, at least towards the end of that this last season. And he's developed quite a nice shot as well. On the season, he shot 33% from three. He got a lot better towards the end. We saw him do pretty darn well against Richmond. Again, rebounding, he has the potential. And when Iowa needed some guys, he was putting up five, six rebounds a, a game. The biggest question mark with Patrick McCaffrey, though, is can he stay healthy? That has been an issue throughout his career. If he can stay healthy, though, and he gets more touches, he can put up some pretty impressive numbers. Look at what he did in the last five games of the season. Against Northwestern, 10 points, 2 of 2 shooting from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 3 of 5 from the free throw line. Against Rutgers, struggled a little bit, but against Indiana, 22 or 16 points on 7 to 10 shooting. Against Richmond, 4 or 7 from 3. He has the ability to put points up in a hurry. He has the ability to drive to the basket and defend four positions at any given time. Patrick McCaffrey is my one of my guys I think could be a big-time impact player next year. The other guy is Chris Murray. It's easy to look at Chris and say, why not? Keegan made that step. Could Chris make that step? And I absolutely believe Chris could also make that step next year. We saw Chris take over games at times when he needed to this past season, and if Keegan were to be gone, I would expect Chris to be able to step in and handle that role pretty well. There's a reason why Chris is already on mock drafts for this upcoming NBA draft. He shot 39% from three this year, 55% from the field. He doesn't do as good of a job at the basket, but he is a very good shooter, can drive, a very willing defender, and he posted 
the fourth best offensive rating on the entire team, 119.6, good for 113th in the nation. Again, if Keegan were to leave, Chris is a guy to step up and can take that spot as well. The third guy I want to talk about is Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins really came on strong towards the end of the season and became that guy that we've been needing at one of those guard spots, a guy who can break guys down off the dribble and can shoot the basketball. Defensively, he's a nightmare for opposing offensive players. He does such a good job of getting up in their face and making them pay whenever they try to go around him. And then on the offensive side of the basketball, he does a great job, again, of breaking guys down off the dribble, finding open outlet passes, and if need be, hitting that outside shot. He's the only guard we have right now that can consistently get to the basket and finish. I say and because Joe can get to the basket, but is hit or miss depending on if he's out of control or not. We saw some spurts of that from Aaron Eulis, but also a little bit out of control at times. Tony Perkins is the only consistent threat we have right now to do that. To me, it's one of those three guys stepping up to take over for Keegan Murray and obviously the, the loss of uh, Jordan Bohannon um, overall. Again, Peyton Sanford can hit that shooting spot, but we're going to need a guy to be the guy for Iowa, and it's one of those three guys in my opinion. That's my quick breakdown of the Iowa basketball team going into next season. We have a lot of recruiting talks to talk about on tomorrow's show. We'll be back as well tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. I know you want to make the Lock on Hawkeyes podcast your first listen, and I absolutely appreciate that. You should also make the Locked on NFL Draft podcast your second listen every single day. The Locked on NFL Draft podcast is for all of you draft fanatics out there, hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts at. So be on the lookout for that every single day as well. Again, Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your love and your listenership. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, let's go Hawks.